Good afternoon and welcome to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran and cleaned up for camera, the Nukes. With a full show, we're going to welcome in the leading point scorer in the SJHL, Connor McGrath. And in our Capital Auto Coaches Talk, we'll welcome in Weyburn Red Wings head coach, Cody Mapes. Of course, last week was Thanksgiving. Nukes, how has the last two weeks been? Fantastic. My wife made some delicious pulled <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, turkey, stuffing, all the fixings, it, it was wonderful. Uh, you, your wife also pulled a couple of the hairs from your face. You're, you're, you're clean shaven. I'd say, it looks good. It looks good. Thank you very much. She's an excellent barber. It was a bird's nest before, so, you know, it's a nice improvement. Hey, it's part of the character. It's part of the persona. The beard. <laughs> well, of course, we weren't here uh, last week because of Thanksgiving, but since it's been a busy weekend, and we'll get that to our CAA road report as we look back on the road and what happened on the weekend. And the team I want to start off with, Nugsy, as we jump right into it, the Melfort Mustangs. What a start they're having to this season. 9-2, 0-1, uh, and first place in the SJHL. Picked up two wins this weekend, 5-4 against Estevan. They're deep in South Saskatchewan on the road, and then 5 nothing against the Wavering Red Wings. They just keep rolling. Yeah, that Friday night game in Estevan was one that I kind of had circled. It was one I was really interested to see Melfort in Estevan. And it was a really good hockey game. A 5-4 win for Melfort. Damon Byers with the uh, game winner. And those Melfort Mustangs will do it any way you want. They find ways to win hockey games. Well, and, and you said any way you want, but also all personnel involved. Yeah. Both games had five different goal scores. Like, there's not a, a line that, that is driving the offense. It's, it's collectively everyone. Yeah, there's no... No line off, and then also, and obviously burying the lead just a touch, is the fact that you always start your team with good goaltending. And the Belfort Mustangs team, hard to argue with the numbers. Joel Favreau, yeah. one of the premium goalies in the league. Steven Bukowski, also very good numbers this year for the Melford Mustangs. So, you know, they're looking very complete, playing playoff-style hockey right now. Yeah, Steven Bukowski, of course, 20-year-old goaltender. Joel Favreau, uh, everyone knows and, and considers him one of the best in the league. He's 6-1, and one, Joel Favreau. But if you look at the top of this, of the goaltending leaders in goals against average, it's Steven Bukowski, who's 3-1-1 yeah. one, and one in his own right. So it, it, it's a tandem, and they're both excellent so far throughout 11 games. Yeah, and two... Uh two games in a row that are shutouts for Steven yeah. Bukowski too against LaRange and uh, and then Weyburn here so can't do better than that you can only play against the teams in front of you and you can't do better than that for Steven Bukowski well I believe we have a clip and it's a guy that I want to mention and again maybe you know they do play collectively but a driving force it's Ben Tkachuk we'll get a clip here of of his goal as you see this against the Weyburn Red Waves Mr. Complete is what I like to call him and the captain now of the Melfort Mustangs, he is a 200-foot player as good as it gets in the league. Yeah, look at the effort of the four white jerseys down low. They all get the puck back together. They take off together. And, you know, just a nice snipe right there. But complete is the right word. He can kind of do it all. Post it in, goal scorer. But he can really do it all, as you said. Plays the point on the power play at different times, too. So he can do it all, Ben Tkachuk. And the captain recently named, too, from Alfred. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with uh, this season and just an incredible start at 9-2-0-1. Also incredible start right behind them at 9-3. Second place in the SJHL is the Flynn Flan Bombers. And they picked up two wins, 9-3 over the Melville Millionaires, and then one in overtime, which... Melville has lost four games in overtime already. They are in every single game pretty much. Uh, but the Flint Flon Bombers had their way in game one before uh, a great battle in overtime, 4-3. Both Bomber wins. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned the Bombers. First thing I want to mention actually about this series is former Flint Flon Bombers goaltender Jared Thompson 
in net for Melville. Almost stole one for the uh, for the Melville uh, Millionaires in that second game on the Saturday, that two-game series. Um, Nathan Gagne with the overtime winner. I think we have uh, a clip of it. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I did talk to Mike Reagan before the season started, and I said, you guys are going to score lots and lots of goals. He said, well, actually, we're higher on our decor. You got but, the overtime winner right here. Yeah, so obviously it's, it's kind of a, a classic end-to-end uh, situation, but it's going to end up on the stick of a guy who's one of the better pure snipers in the SJHL in, uh, in Gagne. And, uh, yeah, talked about him with Mike Reagan before the season, and he was so high on this kid, and we can see why this Bombers team just putting up the goals, 13 goals in the two games there against Melville. They're going to do that to a lot of teams this year. Yeah, the Flintfall Bombers and Melford Mustangs, if you had power rankings, they would, uh, you know, probably... They're they're one two. Let's not say probably. Yeah. You know they're, they're one and two in the SJHL right now. There's no argument. And I believe it was actually uh, they both jumped into the uh, CJHL That's top right. twenty. Yeah, right. Breaking. We can break some news there. Sure. It came up on social media. I believe the CJHL was uh, Melfort was sixteenth. Yep. And Flynn twentieth in the CJHL rankings. Take them for what they are. But those two teams, if there are two SJ teams that deserve to be in there. Right now, those are the two. The one miss for me, and you can tell me if you disagree, maybe the Battleford's North Stars, the way that they're playing, but uh, you know, th- those two have been great for sure. I think the two losses on the weekend right. maybe dropped them out. If, uh, if that's a split, you might see them in, in, in uh, right around the 20 mark as well. Yeah. Uh, they're another team that can roll lines. And if you want to go jump into the Battleford's North Stars, they only played one game this weekend, but how about yeah, the game against tough. LaRange? 10-3 to for the North Stars. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about Colby Bear more later yes, in yeah. the hunt and cold, yeah. but five goals to start in his uh, his rookie career just right off the hop as just straight out, straight out of prep. Uh, not too bad. And, um, I think yeah, you got one of the Colby Bear highlights yeah, as well. We yeah, we got Colby Bear. It's sort of right off the uh, right off the face off here. Just a, a good team goal. He's really he's really cooking with his line. Again, we'll, we'll talk about him more specifically later. But the thing about this Battleford's team is they work extremely hard in their own zone, but I don't know if there's a better team in the league right now in terms of the counterattack than this Balfour. I know there was, we weren't showing counterattack right there, but <laughs> they got a lot of wheels up front. They come at you in waves. It's not, again, we talked about Melfort not being a team, Rory, that has a ton of, like, what you would say, super-duper stars. But Battleford's, again, similar team, but just they come at you in waves. There's no lines off with this Battleford's team. No, you got players like um, Ryland McNinch and maybe a yeah. Steve Kessler. And when you look at the lineup reports yeah. that, I mean, there is no line three, but there's some of the third yeah. line, and you're like, well, this is yeah, this is insanely deep. Like, yeah, I don't well, know what you do. Yeah, I mean, if you, it, like the, the names that jump out on the page for people who've been watching the SJHL yeah. for a while, like we were talking about Colby Bear this week. Could talk about Kesslering, could talk about Dylan Esau, could yeah. talk about McNinch. You know, the list really goes on. So, uh, you know, Gary Childerhose and Braden Klamosko, the coaching staff there in Battleford, is really doing a great job with that group. And just continuing on with the 10-3, LaRange Icewells might as well focus in on yeah. them. Uh, a 7-6 loss, which had, I think, four lead changes in it. Yeah, it, was it was back wild. and forth against Kindersley. The Clippers did pull it out in overtime and two back-to-back losses for LaRange Icewells that, you know, they can score a lot of goals, but right now are just having trouble keeping them out of the net. Yeah, and we don't have any insight on the goaltending or the health situation, I guess, of Xavier Cannon, who some people thought would be the best goalie in the league coming into the year. The LaRange goalie, his his record in regular season play is still crazy. The LaRange goalie, Xavier Cannon. Um, So it'll be interesting. um, But, you know, give up, uh, you know, that many goals 
uh, over a couple games, you know, seven and ten over the weekend. <laughs> Not what you're looking for. And, you know, we, we talked in the preseason with Mike uh, Kevin Kaminsky, the head coach and GM of LaRange, mm. where he said we don't have any returning D-men. And they do now with Tristan Lambert coming back, and I think Trey Fouquet will help. But, um, you know, they, they certainly need to figure something out in that, I think, Rory. And uh, usually on the weekend you get a lot of home-and-home home sets, but because yeah. LaRon was, was on a, a road trip, yeah. Melfort was on a Southern road trip, it's like going through a corn maze trying to cover all 12 teams. <laughs> yeah. And the team LaRon's lost to, the Kinders and the Clippers, only played one game as well. You mentioned the 7-6 overtime win, right. but two more goals for one of their motor-driving players in Logan Linklater. Yeah, the link. So glad he's, <laughs> so glad that he's uh, so glad that he's healthy. One of the yeah. great great young men in this league. Uh, he's still he's still an 03. Uh, so you know when you talk to him, he's so mature. But uh, we do have the overtime goal there. If we could get that uh, queued up, the winner that the Kindersley Clippers scored, uh, that Mark Starr, the captain, yeah. who you and I really liked at the showcase. Uh, Put in, but uh, you know, it, it. You know, we talk about Mark yeah, Snar getting the goal. Good to see. Here we go. Oh no, this is uh, this is Logan Linklater's goal from uh, Notre Dame in the week. This is a nice goal, though. But <laughs> <laughs> that's a beautiful, beautiful goal. But Which one was it again? It, oh, maybe I didn't put it. Anyways, that's okay. The Kindersley Clippers had an overtime winner, and um, he didn't the, send it in. I think I did, but maybe I didn't. <laughs> I, we apologize, folks. You can go look it up on Hockey TV. But, uh, you know, I guess they'll run, We'll show uh, more of his handiwork we'll anyways. This, we'll show some of Linklater's handiwork. <laughs> but, uh, but more about uh, Mark Snarori, just uh, a steady guy. Yeah. Uh, Devert makes mistakes, and, and as I said, we both really liked him at the showcase. Absolutely, and he logs a lot of minutes for them back there. Yeah. Uh, and again, you mentioned it, steady. Let's go to the one series that, or one of the ones that was home and home. Uh, Yorkton against the Humboldt Broncos. Kale DePape on his head in the cool. first game and the second game, too. I think the shots in the second game were 37-37, so both him and Ramsey in game two were, were excellent. Mm-hmm. Yorkton picks up a 2-1 victory in game one, and then Humboldt answers back with a 3-1 victory in game two. How about this for the Yorkton Terriers, though? They have been in seven one-goal games out of the 10 games they played, or 11 games they played. And they're two and five in those games. So you look at the Terriers' record, and sure, if you just look at it vaguely, four and seven, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, maybe a team that's struggling, but go in deeper onto those games, yeah. they could be seven and four yeah. easily. Absolutely, yeah. They're, I kind of wrote about them uh, in, my, in a column uh, last week or two weeks ago. I can't remember where I was like, they're just the bad luck Terriers, I guess. Like they they play very well for yeah. Matt Hare. They're they're actually playing quite well. So stick with them. Uh, Yorkton fans, kind of funny the Friday game that Aaron Yorkton that DePap was very very good in, and and uh, there was a two on win there for Yorkton. All they, both of Yorkton's goals came in the first minute of the game. If that that's accurate, right? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. Uh, with Maddox Nolski and Steve Norum scoring for Yorkton. The first one was actually dumped in from center ice, and then took a funny hop in front of Liam Stevens and beat him. And then on the ensuing faceoff, uh, the Broncos just left their men. Uh, uh, unnoticed pretty much yeah. and it went back to the defenseman D to D and right back up to Norum the centerman and he was already behind the defenseman and just like that in yeah. eight seconds apart two goals yeah and then the next day we have a goal Ceccarelli scored the uh, Richmond Hill Ontario native who we've profiled before yeah not too far from where I'm from which again I really like and you see it here you tell me what happened Rory you called the game here well yeah you get Logan Kirky who takes a lot of bodies away from him right and then this is also on the power play I do believe a few seconds left and Ceccarelli just finds it as he gets dropped back and doesn't it doesn't try to do anything fancy just throws it at the net and I believe it goes off a of Yorkton Terrier stick he just 
throws it on net and then ends up hitting the, the crossbar and goes into the net. So, But here's a guy mm-hmm. who was captain two years in a row in midget, right? Yeah. He's, a, he's a leader when you ask anyone about him. And he also considered himself more of a playmaker. If you look at his prior stats, too, when he was going through AAA midget hockey, mostly assists, more than goals, almost double, mind you. Now he's got seven seven goals and three assists, so he's he's finding the back yeah. of the net with 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 quite often here. Yeah, played for uh, Brett Joslin there, Richmond Hill Coyotes, and two more goals for Connor McGrath. Yeah, who we're gonna talk to? Yeah, next later segment. in the show, yeah. next segment next in the show. There you go, you got it all tracked. We're really excited to talk to Connor as yeah. well. Uh, he's off to an incredible start. Nineteen points in eleven games. Not bad for uh, a, a rookie. Not bad. Is, is he and and, and Logan Turkey <laughs> missed a bunch of uh, three games, yeah. I believe, already too. So he really jumped in that void and, and filled that up. Good you, for him. You know what's insane about the league right now? What's that? Forty-five players. Yeah. Have a point per game or more. Awesome. And 40 of them have played more than one game. So it's not like you're getting a lot of small sample size who was in a lineup, got an assist, and counts, right? Mm-hmm. you got 40 players that have played more than one game and are point-per-game players. Yeah, and, and on top of that, the first thing you think is, oh, the goalies are bad, blah, blah. They're not bad. There's lots of great goalies oh, yeah. in this league, too. Yeah. Obviously, Race Ramsey off to a great start. We talked about DePap. We talk about, talked about Cal Shell and the, could talk yeah, about him. Shell's, with Flint Flock, he's off fantastic. to an incredible start. The, the young man out of Burlington. And um, another thing that I'll mention about this series, Humboldt loved to play at the EPA. And why not? 3-0 this year already. Yeah. 4-0 at home if you sure. do the showcase one against Estevan. But, you know, the home ice advantage in this league is always big every single year. And, and that's, again, the case this It's year. becoming a tough place to play. Yeah. And uh, on Saturday night, which the Broncos have a lot of home games on Saturday night, the last 10 home games on Saturday night, they're 9-1. and one. Not bad. So we'll go ahead now into Nipawin, who mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, a little bit of a struggle on that Southern swing. They did pick up a win on Sunday against the Notre Dame Hounds, but it was your Kid Sport Sask uh, Energy Kid Sport game in both Weyburn and in Bolst Estevan. So we just want to give a big shout out for them. And of course, in Weyburn, with Trident Plumbing and Heating matching all the donations for uh, Kid Sport, fantastic job by them. And then in Estevan, it was Johnson Plumbing and Heating doing the exact same thing. So all the donations for Kid Sport was maxed by those two companies, and, and it's just an amazing program that Kid Sport does, and it's great to see there's local companies not only supporting their team, but supporting causes when that happens. Yeah, and making hockey accessible for everybody yes. around Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, make a donation to Kid Sport between October 1st, 2021, and February 14th, 2022, and automatically be entered into a draw to win a natural gas barbecue from your local Sask Energy Network member, visit kidsportdonations.ca to donate for your chance to win. You must donate through kidsportdonations.ca to be entered. I'm sure it'll show up on social media, but who wouldn't love a new barbecue? Kidsportdonations.ca. That's right. That's where you go? You got it. Kids Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, well, and in those games. Yeah, in those games. Yeah. <laughs> the, the I got Hawks. so excited about the yeah. barbecue, yeah. Rory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, that's not surprising. <laughs> Love a barbecue. 4-2 loss to the Weyburn Red Wings. Yeah. And we're actually going to have Cody Mapes on as well yeah. later in the show to talk about his first tenure as the head coach here. But the Weyburn Red Wings, and we're going to single out two players with, um, with Cody Mapes. How about Kate Augustine on the back end and Braden Bernie up front? They're just heart and soul players. Yeah, great to see Braden Bernie you know, really explode point per game player on a Weyburn team. that, And Cody will say this himself if you talk to him, and we'll ask him, I'm sure, they don't score for fun, we'll say. They, they work yeah. hard. They're a tough team to play against. Um, but goals haven't su- come super easy for Weyburn. And uh, a big part of when they do come, it is 
Braden Bernie. So, you know, they get that 4-2 to two win, as we mentioned, with Trident Plumbing and Heating getting uh, being a big part of that. And then, uh, you know, just on the on the Weyburn, on the uh, Nipawin side of things, 3-3, three and three, you know, on a road trip down in the south is it's always tough. extremely tough. And, uh, you know, there was some real desperation. I think Sunday at, at the Duncan McNeil Arena, Chase Ham was outstanding in that game for the Nipawin Hawks. And, you know, one thing I'll say about Notre Dame, uh, about about the game there, you know, lots and lots of chances. Kevin Anderson, the Princeton University committed uh, NCAA Division One captain of the Hounds, does a lot. Very good player. He's been creating a ton, lots of assists on the year 13 already. The next step in his development, and he's still an, only an 03, just like McGrath. We talk about McGrath being yeah. a rookie. Kevin Anderson is just as much a rookie. He, the next step is bearing down and finishing some of those chances because he creates so much with his feet. Um, the Hounds had plenty of chances. The Hawks played a very textbook road game. And if there's one coach in the league, Rory, that can coach defense, it's Doug Johnson. Yeah, he's absolutely up there. Yeah. And uh, just going back to the Saturday, Estevan yeah. Bruins, man, you got to wind your way through this weekend. Like a home-and-home yeah. home set to feature all, all six-pack yeah. right now. It's, it's, it's a variety matchup going on here. Estevan Bruins, a 4-1 win. And I think we have uh, Olivier right. Pouliot's goal coming up here yeah, in, the, is, yeah. in the win over the, over the Nippowin Hawks. But... Estevan as well is, is just one team that's a handful to, to carry and, and go up against any night. Yeah, they, they have a lot of weapons. They have a lot of guys that are confident as uh, just a nice snipe right there by Pouliot. He's one of those guys, Pouliot, because he's so quick and he's got the, the brains to, to, uh, to match up, to line up with it, is that he's really, a, he's really an element. He's really a he gets gets involved every single shift yeah. he's out there. I feel like, and and he and uh, Rumsey have been such a combo for the Bruins so far this year. Did we cover everything? <laughs> I'm trying to look. <sighs> I think winding our way through the maze. I think we have all 12 teams so. covered for your CAA weekend recap, yeah. which we will have. You know, coming up on the website. You can go and, and, and watch this segment every Monday and kind of get your fix about what happened on the weekend and mm-hmm. just great more insight for the fans of the SJHL. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned to that website. We'll have lots of good content uh, for you. And uh, just so happy that so much hockey is going on. What yeah. a blast. And one of the players that's playing some good hockey so far is Connor McGrath, 19 points in 11 games, and we'll have him with your Super U player profile next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at noon. Rory McGoran, the Nugs with you. Very pleased to welcome in the leading scorer of the SJHL, 19 points through 11 games of the Humboldt Broncos, Connor McGrath. Connor, uh, how about the start? Let's start right there. And uh, just how have you felt throughout the early going now, 11 games with the Humboldt Broncos and your new team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I feel good. You know, me got good chemistry with my line mates early on, which is really good. And He's been able to put pucks in there, which is really good early on his season. So, 19 points through 11 games. Um, are you surprised at all with how um, quickly you kind of jumped out of the gates and uh, productive off the start? Well, I think my goal is to be um, up there this year. So I'm mm. pretty happy that I've come out hot, hot off the start, which is good, good for me. And yeah, it's been good so far. So. 
Yeah, again, for, sorry for interrupting. There you go. So for those that don't know, acquired uh, in the offseason from uh, the Weyburn Red Wings, uh, who had uh, picked you up as a rookie last year. And uh, the story goes, uh, Connor, maybe you could fill us in, that you and Noah Barlaghi, who's a defenseman for the Humboldt Broncos, are, are good buddies. What were some of the text message conversations like? Or what were some of the things that Noah was saying about the Humboldt team before and after uh, the acquisition? Yeah, so uh, me and Noah, we played together a long time, so we're pretty good buddies. We live pretty close to each other. So, when, yeah, he said that they're a pretty good place to play in Humboldt here, and he told me, or once I found out, and he found out, we were, he was pretty excited and happy to be on the same team again. You grew up in Leroy, which, you know, not far from Humboldt, 30-ish minutes down the road. Just how nice is it to be able to play close to where you grew up? play where you had your minor hockey and to have those kind of family uh, connections in the arena around the uh, around the EPA with the Broncos. Yeah, it's awesome playing close to home again. Um, yeah, a lot of family close around, which is really nice. We can come out and watch games, so it's good. Yeah, Connor, I also got to ask you, uh, talk about the, the playing style too, because obviously the Weyburn Red Wings under Rich Pilon at the time was was a very defensive, you know, tight game, you know, trying to keep uh, trying to keep the gate the score lower and uh, that kind of thing. Barney, you know, loves to coach offense. You know, the, the tempo is high. You know, how much does the style that Scott Barney, the head coach of the Broncos, play fit you? Yeah, I think it fits really well. You know, we're an offensive minded team, which is really good, and yeah, sure it gives us a lot of more confidence to play with offensive minded so really good you mentioned your lineup your line mates part of me and uh, you know a big reason why you've having so much success what is it about you know the likes of Braden Coran and Alex Soretsky uh, Logan Kirky you've been mixed around um, most recently with Soretsky and Coran just what is it with those line mates that kind of make you three you four or five uh, gel so well yeah, it's we're all we all pretty smart hockey players. We all know where each other's going to be at different times. So we all got a good hockey IQ. We all got a pretty good high skill set, which helps out a lot. So it's good to good to play with those guys. For sure, Connor. Uh, I love to go back and reminisce just a little bit with guys uh, on the show, if if that's cool with you. Uh, you know, you you got you played uh, for Prairie Hockey Academy uh, out there in, in Karenport. And, uh, you know, they're really producing a good pipeline. Lots of good players coming out of there now. Uh, I got to ask you, and then you, you went on to play, you know, for the, for the Moose Jaw U18s and was on a very good team. Maybe, you know, could have won the Talos. I don't know. We'll see. But it was a great team uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the difference comparing, contrasting, playing the prep school loop versus in the Saskatchewan system. I know you only played one year in the prep school loop there, but, uh, you know, what were the pros and cons? How, how do you weigh out those two experiences? Oh, yeah. Prep school was, uh, like, a lot more personal development as a person, lots of off-ice training and lots of practice on ice and lots of skill development, which was really good. And bus trips are pretty long that way, but that's how it goes. And Saskatchewan playing AAA was, like, a – it was kind of more of a – like a league to get used to getting playing junior, like moving up to junior. It's a lot more games in a year than this prep league. And yeah, it's a little bit more physical too. So how, I mean, you played a few games last, last year with the Weyburn Red Wings, but how was the jump into junior a hockey? I mean, last year, maybe-
Welcome back to SJ at noon. Rory McGoran, the Nugs with you. Very pleased. That way, but that's how it goes. And Saskatchewan playing AAA was like a, it was kind of more of a, like a league to get used to getting playing junior, like moving up to junior. It's a lot more games in a year than this prep league. And yeah, it's a little bit more physical too, so. How I mean, you played a few games last last year with the Weyburn Red Wings, but how was the jump into Junior A hockey? I mean, last year, maybe a bit of a feeling out process that you didn't even really get to take advantage of. And this year, like we mentioned, just jumping right out of the gates, uh, even though last year was was cut short. But how did you feel that jump up to Junior A? Oh, yeah, last year helped me a little bit to get used to the league and um, kind of develop uh, what, what the game's like in the SJHL. So... Getting used to it last year helped me out to come out to a good start this year. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, off to a good start, as you mentioned, big, big points so far as such a young guy, only an 03 birth year. Uh, how much fun is it to do it in front of family and friends? I know people in this province, uh, like I'm not from Saskatchewan, so the amount of, that people travel around this province to watch their kids and to watch their family play always is amazing to me. It's so great to see, but obviously half an hour away for your uh, family. You know, I got to meet your mom actually briefly at the showcase and uh, it was very kind of her to, to come up and, and say that Rory and I were doing a good job. So hopefully everybody agrees, but uh, you know, what, how, how much fun is it to play in front of family and friends even more often uh, with them so close? Yeah, it's really nice. You know, like lots of, support and being able to see my family more often than usual which is really nice and get them to come out to a lot of games which is really good keep them busy <laughs> carter we just recapped uh the weekend set uh throughout the league specifically let's focus it on the broncos versus the orkton terriers two goals for yourself in the second game and a really bounce back win uh just what did you feel throughout that game and collectively with the team in the 3-1 victory on saturday night against the terriers yeah, Saturday night, we, I think that was one of our best games of the year, both ways of the game. So that's good for us. And we just, we played hard, full 60 minutes and let up. And that's what happens when we play full 60, I guess. A good hockey. Absolutely. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And 19 points through 11 uh, games. It's fair to say that you have been playing some great hockey. Connor, thanks so much for joining us. Wish you uh, nothing but success down the road. And, of course, best of luck throughout the season. Thanks for having me. There was Connor McGrath of the Humboldt Broncos, the leading SJHL point scorer, 19 points in 11 games. We'll be taking a quick break, and when we come back, it's your Capital Auto Coaches Corner with head coach of the Weyburn Red Wings, Cody Mapes, next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Big thanks to Connor McGrath on our Super U player profile interview. And now it's time for the Capital Auto Coaches Talk and very pleased to be joined by Weyburn Red Wings head coach, Cody Mapes. Cody, how are things going? Good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, obviously, your first uh, year with the head coaching role and the Weyburn Red Wings throughout you know now near 10 games or so uh how, how have you felt things have gone with the group and and throughout the start of this year uh you know what we're uh we're we're fairly pleased like you know the we had an expectation coming in and i think we're we're pretty close to that right now um obviously there's there's a game or two where we feel like we could have uh, been on the other side of it but but that's okay you know we have a big win on 
Friday night against a good Nipwin team. And we've, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we take a couple points from Humboldt there last week at the showcase. Uh, so, I mean, those are all, all positive things for sure. Um, we got to remember like our, our 19 year olds, I mean, there's everybody in the league, I guess, but our 19 year olds, I think the most one has played other than guys who played as a 17 year old, I guess they're at like nine games. So, I mean, we're starting yeah. to see some guys kind of come into their own and you want to give those guys a little bit longer leash. So, if, you know, you've kind of noticed that a, a few teams are carrying quite a few guys still. And I think that's a big reason for it. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to quit on these 19 year olds before you really know what they are. So it's, you know uh, we've, been, we've been impressed here over the last week, 10 days with some of those guys that are kind of coming, that they're coming into their own a little bit. That was exactly my next question because the base of technically rookies in this league is huge with the cancellation six games in or so last year. How was it not only jumping into the head coaching role, but now having to kind of evaluate players who normally would have had a full year and really you don't know too much about them because they are still 19 year old rookies. Yeah, it's, it's been tough. Um, and it's honestly, it's been tough to kind of expect a lot of them. Like you usually mm-hmm. expect a lot out of your 19 year olds. And I don't think it's fair to do that at this point of the season for guys that didn't play, you know, that didn't play last year and didn't play as a 17 year old in this league. Um, you know, we've, we've talked to some of the guys and they, the league is, is harder than they expected. And it's, uh, we actually had a guy say that this is the hardest league, the guy from the BCHL say this is the hardest league to win in, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. there's so much parity and there's so much parity within lineups too. Like there's not many teams that have that, that uh, top line where you can put them on the ice 22, 25 minutes a game kind of thing. And, and they'll dominate. Like it's, there's just so much parity that it's uh, it's tough for the 19 year olds that are kind of expected uh, to perform right away. You know, we've got to remember that they, they need a little bit of time too. Um, and they're kind of at the same point as the 18 year olds coming in. So. Absolutely. You, you have, I, uh, you know, you're talking about guys who uh, jump right in and don't always, you know, hit the ground running. But on the flip side of that, you have two goalies, one in Joe Young, who is very much a known entity around this league as one of the premium goalies in this league. And then you got a young kid in Daza Mitchell straight out of the Pat Seas, who has been spectacular as a young kid as well. He's hit the ground running. What can you say about those two guys? What's the key to their success so far this year? Well, to start with Daza, I, I coached Daza in, uh, in Bantam for two years. Uh, you know, he's a winner. He, uh, he plays, he, like his, his compete level is really high. Um, his positional game, like his, technically he's really good and he's got to be good. I mean, he's only 5'9". He's got to be good that way. So, um, you know, he's going to have a lot of, uh, he's got a bright future, I think. Uh, he's got to make sure he continues to work hard and do all the right things and, and compete to uh, take some starts away from Joe. And, you know, since, since Daz has started to play well, we've seen Joe get a little better here too. Um, Joe's been over the last two years. I mean, his, his MO right now is, is a little bit of a slow starter. And now we're starting to see him kind of get his feet under him again. And then like, he was in a tough spot too. Like he, uh, I think he ended up playing about 10 games last year. He went down South for a bit, but um, it's, you know, for him, it's about, it's about compete level it's it's about uh you know getting his time in with our goalie coach carter that uh you know when he does that twice a week and and really gets his technical stuff down gets his feet set all that kind of stuff like i'm talking about stuff i don't actually really know about it this is, i'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he does that stuff he, 
he's arguably the best guy in the league. And we're, we're starting to see that uh, uh, coming out here in him lately. Yeah. I love that. Love that honesty. Uh, <laughs> obviously uh, you know, you, what, one thing you do know about is uh, a guy like Kate Augustine and the things that he does. And uh, you know, it's it, every coach in the SJ or most coaches in the SJHL know that when a guy comes down from the Western Hockey League or the major junior level, it's not always the easiest for him. It's not always the easiest for the coaches to get to him. Everybody's different, obviously. There's all sorts of different characters that come up and down. But, um, you know, that's sort of the stereotype. But it seems like Cade, from the outside, has kind of done – it looks like he's done kind of what you asked him to do. I guess – would that be an accurate statement? Absolutely, yeah. He's uh... – He's been good. He's, you know what, in, in game, he's, he's pretty calming. Like he's so good with the puck and he's got some poise. He, he, uh, you know, allows, allows some, some plays to, to happen that other guys just don't have in their toolbox right now. And we have guys that'll get there, but it's good for our young guys to kind of watch the, uh, the poise with the puck and stuff on the ice in the games. Um, you know, he's been in the D zone. I don't know. I don't think the league keeps track of block shots, but he's got to yep. be at a of the game like it is it is unbelievable and I mean that that game uh against Humboldt when when we you know in the third period Humboldt scores early to uh to kind of make it interesting he he really took over in our D zone like our, our goaltending I think Joel played that game he didn't have to make a whole bunch of saves in the third and a lot of that was because of the shot blocking of our D-man led by led by Cade and he's yeah no it's don't have enough uh good things to say about him he's been great well, me and uh, Jamie broadcast that game at the showcase on Sastel. And, you know, as the, as the color guy, you're, you're constantly pulling clips. And I don't know how many times I'm like, pull another Cade Augustine block, yeah. like, because he just kept yeah. on laying in front of it. What does that do for your dressing room when you see a guy? You know, he's expected to be a leader, but uh, like Nuzi said, coming down from the dub and just puts his body on the line. Well, it's contagious. Like, there's, mm -hmm. there's a few things within a game that are contagious, you know, with um, you know, your energy guys finishing checks, um, like when he gets out and is literally blocking shots with his chest, which I don't, uh, we've never taught it that way, but uh, <laughs> he's, he was finding a way to get in front of some bucks. And it's, uh, you know, the next guy that goes out on the ice doesn't want to be the guy to not block it. So, I mean, he's, uh, he, he's kind of created that, um, uh, that culture, I guess you could call it in that it's expected. And so it's, it's kind of led into our young guys here as well, uh, which is good. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely become a, a contagious thing. Let's go from Augustine to another player. And, um, you know, I don't want to single out someone saying the heart and soul of the team, but he's the hometown kid and one that you expected to break out last year. But how much uh, of the success Braden Bernie's having just is is throughout what he's done throughout his time in the Wayburn Red Wings and the Wayburn community growing up? Well, that's yeah. Let's start there. Like, I mean, he he wins the uh, RBC Ambassador Award, which yeah. I, I texted him when I found out that that he won, um, and I didn't I didn't expect the answer that I got from him. He he was he was so excited about it and so humbled. And this is this is an award that has nothing to do with on the ice. It's it's uh, all off the ice, it's all community based. And, and it was, it was almost like his answer was like, there's no better award he could have won. And so he's, yeah. uh, he's coming to our community now and, you know, he's donated about uh, $4,500, I think to schools here to help with their phys ed programs and, and stuff like that. And so uh, it's been a great, it's been a treat to watch all that kind of come to fruition. Um, but the work that he put in, like he was, 
like good shape for an 18 year old and good shape for a 20 year old is different things. Some of the 18 year olds that come mm. in, they think they're in good shape and, and, uh, and some of them are, but there's a big difference. And Braden put a ton of work in over the last year and he's in, it would be tough to find a guy in better shape than him right now. And that has led to led to his success on the ice. Um, you know, he's a great teammate. Uh, guys always want to play with him. If you ask guys like, uh, you know, who could be on their line, Braden's the first name out of their mouth. Uh, and that's not just because of his on-ice ability. He's, uh, he's, he's approachable. He's good to, you know, he's, he can talk to his line mates, stuff like that, where you don't always get that. Um, but no, it's, you know, we're, we're, I don't want to say we're, we're not surprised. I mean, we kind of expected this, but it's, sure. it's really good to see him having the success. Yeah. I love to see that, uh, the value put in that, uh, that community award. That's, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, last guy that I want to ask you about, you don't see too many 16 year olds in this league, maybe some in other leagues, but I believe there's only two in the SJ right now with, uh, Carter McKay and Ty Mason on your team, uh, draft pick of the Kelowna Rockets and bounced around different spots, Notre Dame, Estevan U18s. Um, you know, what was it about, Ty that uh, went into the decision to to keep him because again as I said you don't see too many guys that that age and you know he, he's a skilled guy so what's that well yeah no he's he was great like through camp to be completely honest coming out of camp he didn't give us a decision like we had our red and white game he had five points and then he uh I, I think he scored he played four or five of the exhibition games and he scored in four of them like it was, there was a lot of stuff that we went, okay, like, is he ready physically? Is he ready to, to do like some of the little things that when he's not scoring that he's still contributing. And, you know, we've, we've seen some growth um, out of, out of exhibition where he's kind of starting to get a little more, a little more well-rounded and stuff and the points will come for him. But, uh, but yeah, no, he's, he honestly didn't really give us a choice and he's, he's a good teammate. He's uh, one of the best players in practice every day. Uh, he's going to be a real good player in this league if he doesn't end up in Kelowna, uh, which I think is a real possibility. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, no, it, it, we're, we're happy to have him, especially being a local kid, right? Like it's always good to have more local guys on the team too. We mentioned earlier, of course, um, people should know, for first year as the head coach, uh, you said you're, you're happy with sort of the start that the team's having what are, what are some of the things that you'd still try to like to implement um, as, as your tenure with the head coach moving forward throughout the season? Well, you know, like we, we've been lucky, like on, uh, you know, Saturday night, we get to see Melford play a really good game, uh, kind of mm. ended up on the other end of that one. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good for our guys to see how the, the top teams in this league operate sure. when they, you know, when they show up at the rink, how their warm up goes and everything that like Melford comes down and, and uh, wins and Estevan wins here um you know that's that's kind of the goal and to get there is you know there's got to be a lot of structure and that's something I'm learning right now too is you know you start the year and you put uh, you put a lot of trust into these guys about you know doing their post-game cool down doing their pre-practice warm-ups all that kind of stuff and and the reality of it is as much as we want to think that 19 and 20 year old and 18 year old I guess are uh are adults, they still need a lot of structure in their life. Yeah. And so for us to have success, and like I said, first year coach and GM. So, I mean, it's, I'm learning that, you know, we've got to have schedules for everything. We've got to have structure. And when we do that, we're, we are very successful. And so that's going to be going forward here. We've started it already, but um, there's going to be a lot of structure, a lot of schedules, like that kind of thing to make sure that our guys are set up for success on game day. 
Beautiful. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Before we let you go, of course, um, you know, Wayburn broadcaster Nick Nielsen and yourself, you know, go back and forth a little ribbing. He's now in Kindersley. Do you miss him at all? Or we'll get, or can we get a public? No, I don't miss him and, and good riddance. Well, I don't miss him stealing my food <laughs> on the bus. That's for sure. <laughs> and no, obviously Nick's, Nick's, Nick's great. He's, uh, he's, I love, I love following his Twitter, even though he's calling Kindersley's games now. Uh, <laughs> I love following his uh, pregame videos and stuff. I wish more guys would do that, to be honest. It's, uh, it's entertaining. Uh, but, no, Nick Nick's great at what he does, and I think he's if he wants to, he's got a future in it. But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we miss him here in Weyburn. There you go. And, obviously, Steve Wilson, a <laughs> uh, longtime fixture in the Weyburn community radio. Uh, everybody loves him in Weyburn. Everybody loves him around the league. So, great to see you back in the league. Yeah, no, Steve's been great, too. He's, uh, he's, fun. he's fun to uh, do interviews with and stuff like that, too. So. Cody, thanks so much for joining us, man. Wish you nothing but success uh, in your first year and the rest of the year here in the SJHL. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me. It was a pleasure. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Big thanks to Cody Mapes, the head coach of the Weyburn Red Wings. Rory McGoran, along with being interrogated by the boomstick, it's the Nugs. And just in case that thing swings over and hits you in the noggin, you know, you got to make sure you're not taking injuries for granted, right? And Mayfair Diagnostics mm. is always there. Look at that for a segment. MRI magnetic resonance imaging. Look at your injuries a little bit deeper. Don't take them for granted because, Rory, if you look at them early, take care of them early. They don't last as long as if you just let it nag and hope it goes away. Yeah. So Mayfair is there for you. Did you Wikipedia MRI? Uh, I, no comment. You pulled that one up. I am you? being interrogated <laughs> by this enough. I do not need you to pile on. I also want to get into a couple of comments here. Uh, Jody Ediger Wacker saying, great interview with Connor. Glad to have uh, you hey, with Jody. the Broncos. Thanks for watching. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Barry Shelley is in the uh, chat as always. Thank you so much for tuning in as always, Barry. We got uh, some guy named Tanner Getz. Oh, yeah. Who's the uh, who's in charge here? Uh, we got Austin Cardell from Flynn Flon. Thank you, Austin, for uh, tuning in on the chat. The old Flon Vegas. The old Flon Vegas. He uh, he chimes in from Flon Vegas, and people making sure they that we know that our mics are working or aren't working, and we haven't had any negative. I mean, comments. look at your contraption that you got going there. I know. I like I'm it. trying I like to it. figure out how it all how it all works, but I didn't do it. I won't confess. That's all right. You came in ready for the camera, yep. and there's been players that have been ready to play hockey, and that's our next segment brought to you by Precise Temp. It's it's uh, who's hot, who's cold. Nukes, you can take it away. You want a team or a player? Uh, we'll start with a team, and you know, because it's a team game, Rory. Uh, the Melfort Mustangs have won six of seven. They're playing the way that Trevor Blevins, their head coach and GM, wants them to play. Playoff-style hockey, Rory, you saw them not too long ago play the play the Broncos. They've given up 2.3 goals against per game, which is by far the league's best. The Mustangs? Yes. They've the not played the Broncos. Oh, they haven't. Not Sorry. Yet. Sorry Pre-season about that. Preseason. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I was thinking about that. But 2.3 goals against per game, Rory. You can win a lot of hockey games doing that. Yeah. And, I mean, if you look at the Melford Mustangs, they got top of the SJHL, 44 goals for, 28 goals against, and a differential of 16. Yeah. That just breeds and, success. And great goaltending. Joel Favreau as well, absolutely. Uh, let's go with the player, though, and we'll switch divisions. Who's hot, who's cold. Precise temperature brings you this segment. Love uh, this segment. Yeah. Uh, and we talked about him briefly, but we kind of teased that we're going to talk about him a little more. 
Colby Bear. Nah. How about the start he's having with the Battle for North Stars? He's on a four-game goal streak with five goals in that span. Yeah, not too bad. We were, I was just saying, as you can see some of the goals here. Watch look, this one here. Look at this little nice step little around, one. little snip. Boop. There we go. Love it. Colby Bear, Pegwis, straight out of Pilot Mountain Academy in southern uh, Manitoba. Uh, a lot of guys go through their SJ or junior career not scoring any goals, and he's got five and five games to start in that line with Brad Blake and Ethan Scriven as well. Got to give the, the line mates credit because a lot of the goals that Bear has scored are teammate team goals, like, like right place, right time, yeah. blue paint, you know, tap in, that kind of thing. But got to give his line credit. They, they're playing great together. Well, and, and we mentioned the amount of players the Battleford North Stars have, right? Yeah. They're like, they have a lineup of 12 forwards in defense. They can roll whenever they want. But I noticed in the weekend against the Humboldt Broncos that late in the game, trailing by one with the net empty, who's on the ice? Colby Bear, rookie, in his yeah. third SJHL career game. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think Braden Klamosko, uh had to come in here and uh, recruit and things, you know, that he, he had a great group that had won the championship and, you know, had a great uh, great start to that year a couple years ago too and uh, we're going to go on a run. But, uh, you know, they've done a good job and as you mentioned there, they're giving chances to young guys. They've got old guys. They've got all mm -hmm. sorts of guys. So, you know, great job up there in Battleford. And unfortunately in this segment, there is who's hot and who's cold though and LaRange Ice will find themselves on a little bit of a slump after we're having mm -hmm. two Concisive victories at the showcase uh, have lost their last four or 0 3 and 1 in the last yeah. four games. Yeah, so here's the thing about the Larange Ice Wolves, and I've talked about it in the preseason as well in our little preview episode. I love watching them because they play this free, yeah. you know, a passionate, yeah. exciting hockey game, and that'll be, you know, open up situations where like a guy like uh, Nolan Dole scores himself uh, a hat trick and gets a point in a in a in that seven six game against Kindersley, he had a he had a three goal, he had a hat trick and, a, and an assist. You know, so there's lots of freedom for guys to be creative and try things, and you know, guys are high up on the play. At the same time, you need a great goal, you need smart veteran D to kind of play that way. Otherwise, you can open yourself up to little streaks like this where they're allowing a lot of goals. Mm. And I think that's the situation with Larange. They also they got to figure out their goaltending situation. Yep. You know, uh, Xavier Cannon can play. But they keep rolling, rolling these three guys. So, you know, I'm sure Kevin Kaminsky will figure it out. He's done a great job so far, but uh, they got to figure something out. 56 goals against is yeah. the most in the SJHL, and that right now yeah. is just the glaring sort of when you look yeah. at their record. It's got to be shored up. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, as you mentioned, that they'll do whatever they can yeah. to do so because yeah. they can find the back of the net with ease with all the talent they have. There yeah, too. yeah, Dole and Gray Eyes and, yeah. uh, you know, Holden the list Knights. goes on. Yeah. Hold the night. They got, they got weapons, Della Polera. They got yeah. Matei. Gavin Matei was awesome at the showcase. So I don't, we don't think that Larange is in trouble per se, but, you know, they're, they're, they're giving up too many goals. They do find themselves on the cold side of who's hot, who's cold, yeah. brought to you by Precise Temperature. One more break. When we come back, it's the week. Look ahead on the CEA Road Report next on SJ at Noon. Welcome back to SJ at Noon. Rory McGoran, the Nugs, the Boomstick Nugs with you. Yeah. And, of course, let's get into your CAA Road Report as we're short on time. Two games tomorrow, two games on Wednesday, one game on Thursday, and then, of course, a full package on Friday and Saturday with your weekend on the SJHL. Can't talk about all 14 games or so no. this week. Which ones are you looking out for this week on your CAA Road Report? So the two matchups specifically that I that I think are the marquee, the home-and-home, home, Humboldt and Melford, whenever great. those teams get together, you mentioned it before we came back on, actually, yeah. Rory, it's always spicy. I think you're looking at, oh, look at that quality right there. Throw it right <laughs> up. And then I'm looking at Flynn Flon at Affinity Place against the uh, Estevan Bruins. 
That should be a doozy. Lots of fireworks in that one. So from tomorrow to Sunday, you can see there are 16 SJHL games. So, I mean, there's a lot of, uh, of, of product to watch. Of course, next week when we come back, we'll have a lot to cover. Uh, but, again, just love seeing that. Yeah, and a 4-5 and five for the LaRange Ice Wolves, too. That should be a tiring uh, little stretch there. And I'm also interested to see Weyburn, Yorkton, which of those two early strugglers who had a couple big wins lately come out uh, on top. Absolutely. Nugsy, always a pleasure. Big thanks to Cody Mapes, the head coach of the Weyburn Red Wings, Connor McGrath, SJHL's leading scorer of the Humboldt Broncos. And we'll be back next week. Sounds good. There you go. There you have it. SJ at noon. Thank you for wherever you're watching. Thanks for watching. And have a great Monday. We'll see you next week.